0: The Getting Worked Podcast, Mike's getting tipsy He drink a lot of beer and he drink a lot of whiskey When he's not doing that, probably watching wrestling Talking about the beers and it's so interesting Mike's online, you could give him a follow End of the day, he be cleaning out the tacos No better podcast, if you ask me, Getting Worked You could leave off the last G Driving in your car, Getting Worked Flagging at your job, getting worked, at the DMV, getting worked. In the VIP getting, worked. Yo, getting, worked, getting work out, work, getting worked, getting worked, get getting worked, getting worked, getting worked, getting work, getting, get, getting work, get getting worked, getting worked, getting work, get getting work, getting, work, getting, get, getting worked, getting work, get getting work.
1: People of the internet getting worked is back. I'm Mike. This is Getting Worked, the podcast. Hello. So it's been a week. Uh, A lot of wrestling's gone on. I've watched more goddamn wrestling in the past three days than I probably watched in the past couple of months. Uh, But I had a great fucking time. There's a lot of opinion uh a few of my opinions are probably going to be a lot different from people i speak to and a lot of people that maybe listen to the show but i don't know go get your own podcast <laughs> this is a lot of what i feel too is based on progress that i've seen and i'll get to that uh, first and foremost Thank you once again for tuning in to Getting Worked with Mike on Work.com or wherever you get your podcasts. This is available on Apple Podcasts, available on Spotify Podcasts. Go to work.com. Like, subscribe, wherever you get your information, wherever you get your podcast. And also uh, Thirsty Thursdays on twitch.tv slash Uh And everything, once again, is available through Uh People of the internet. It's been a wild wrestling week, as I said. First thing, uh, I went to an NWF Northern Wrestling? Yes, Northern Wrestling Federation show. Uh, That was this past Saturday evening, the the 27th of May. It's Memorial Day as I'm recording this, so happy Memorial Day if you're listening to this on the day this drops. We're going to do a cocktail later on that's going to be. America-themed, but we'll get to that. Saturday night, I went and watched NWF. Saturday morning was Night of Champions from Saudi Arabia, which I ended up catching up on after the NWF show Saturday night. I ended up going to a brewery party. Uh, It was the five-year anniversary of Alexandria Brewing Company. It's where my wife and I got married. Uh, We love that place, so it was really cool to go. Check them out. Go to alexandriabrewingcompany.com. I'm going to guess that's the website without having it in front of me. Uh, but Alexandria Brewing Company, check them out. Uh, the band, The Dreaded Mids, was was the, the, the reason our time was the way it was Saturday. So we wanted to make sure we got to this event uh, by 2 p.m. Because we wanted to check out this band, The Dreaded Mids. Shout out to them. I'm actually, hold on. I'm going to look up their stuff right now. Uh, dreaded. Okay, so it's dreaded underscore mids on Instagram. Yeah, so dreaded underscore mids. They're a pretty fucking sweet rock band. Uh, They do, like, man, I'm going to get my musical genres completely incorrect here, but I'd I'd say they do a little bit more kind of... jammy rock. Is that a term? Jammy rock. We'll go with that. Uh, But they're fucking sweet. The dreaded mids. Go check them out. Uh, They've got an album coming out soon. But that's why we went. This is the long version of the story. It's a podcast. So, hey, we went to the brewery, wanted to make sure we were there by two o'clock to catch them to play. And it's interesting because I'm at the point where we took my daughter. My daughter's 14 years old now. And this particular event's family friendly, you know, we were outside, the bands were playing outside, people brought kids, you know, there was, there's food, all kinds of stuff. Uh, so, so definitely a place where the whole family could go. But my daughter's 14 and I'll be goddamn, it. the first thing she didn't point out was that drummer doesn't have a shirt on, which she's 14 but that's uh, just a weird situation to be in. The first time you start realizing like your daughter's noticing things in the world and men like, I don't, I don't even want to think about that. But it was one of those moments where I was like, yeah, do, people take their shirts off sometimes when they played instruments and it's hot outside. But once again, it's a long version of that fucking story. So with that, we went to Alexandria brewing company around two o'clock to make sure we caught the dreaded mids, hung out there for a few hours, drank a bunch of rad beer, and then that evening went to the Northern Wrestling Federation show, NWF. It was their all-women's event, Revolution Rising 2. I want to make sure I get this right. Uh, do, 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 do. Yes, Revolution Rising 2, Queens of the Midwest. Uh, pretty decent match. Pretty, It was a nice match. Nice match. Nice set of matches. Uh, one of the reasons we went was to see Marty Bell. Uh, my wife and I have had the opportunity to meet Marty a few times. She's a wonderful person. So it was it was cool to get to go support her. As, as well as her tag team partner, Allison K. AK from The Hex. Uh, both of them performed, wrestled on Saturday. Uh, Marty Bell wrestled... Riley Matthews, really cool match. Uh, Marty played the experience angle against Riley, who is newer, but Riley really had that super hometown hero thing going. The crowd was behind her. It, It was very palpable that more than a few people in that room were there definitely to cheer for Riley Matthews. And that was a great way to open up the show. Uh, a few other matches happened, great things, and then we got to listen or watch. I say listen because you'll hear in a moment. Uh, we got to watch Allison K. wrestle uh, Nikki Victory. So Riley Matthews, yeah, Riley Matthews is in the first match. Nikki Victory was in the main event against AK, Allison K. And I'll tell you what, we've taken my daughter to WWE. I've been to WWE, I've been to indie shows, I've been to Ring of Honor, I've been to AEW, blah, 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 blah. There was something about Allison Kay's chops that night that, first off, they were fucking loud as shit, they sounded hard as shit. Uh, Jesus Christ, she beat the hell out of that girl's chest. But being next to my daughter and watching her react... To the, 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 the chop, the, bah, bah, that sound, that, that abrupt, that slap where everybody in the room kind of stops and goes, oh, ah! what to, to watch her react to that moment brought it out in me again. It was really, it really was cool. It was like, I was buying into it more than ever because my daughter was sitting right there and she was super fucking into it. Could not believe how hard. That Allison Kay was hitting this other girl in the chest. It was really her first experience paying attention to the, the chest chop. I think a lot of us as wrestling fans probably take advantage of the everyday experiences of wrestling. And that's a really loaded term. But what I'm going to use it for right now is the fact that we all know what the Ric Flair chop spot is. We all know what the super kick sounds like, looks like, can be used for, has been used for. Uh, I'm really grateful that I got to go to wrestling with my daughter on Saturday and my wife. I love my wife. She was there too. But seeing it with my daughter and getting to experience it with her and getting to watch her react was really cool. Uh, Once again, I think a lot of us might take advantage of how much wrestling we've seen. Myself included. Uh, I I watched AEW, and we'll get to that in a moment, and maybe I watched it with a little bit of a jaded tone. But being able to go to a wrestling show with a a 14-year-old kid, my daughter, who hasn't seen that many of those moments, woke that back up in me. And that was a lot of fun. So, big shout-out to NWF Wrestling, Make sure you guys check out any of their shows. They've got some more coming up, I believe. Uh, I want to say in another month they've got a show. They're passing out flyers. But go to the website, NWF Northern Wrestling Federation. Check their shit out. Fucking amazing. Uh, so that was a great experience on Saturday night. Went back, watched Night of Champions. So Night of Champions was honestly the best TV wrestling of the weekend. Uh, there were two televised shows I saw. As far as experience, I'm going to give it to NWF. It was cool going and seeing a f- friend wrestle and taking my daughter to a show, and that was a great experience. So if I had to rank all of my wrestling experiences from Memorial Day weekend, wow, that's pretty cool. We'll call it that. My, mor- mem- my Memorial Day wrestling experiences. We'll, we'll rank them. Uh, top, we're going to go with NWF, Revolution Rising 2 queens of the midwest fun fucking show because I was there I was live i knew from my daughter uh second night of champions i almost called it crown jewel uh, night of champions from saudi arabia tons of like, tons of cool stuff happened in that show uh nxt and honestly and AEW is at the bottom this week this weekend um uh, and we'll get to that. But first, back to Night of Champions. Uh, started off great. Watched most of it right away. I watched most of the matches Saturday night when we got back from the NWF show. Uh, I got to about, I'd say, the tag match. I got to about the the, the beginning of the tag match. Went to bed because I already knew what happened in the tag match. So I didn't need to see the finish. Went to bed, woke up the next morning, watched the tag title match, and then watched Cody Brock. And I think I benefited from being able to know what was going to happen in the world title match or world tag team title match. And then going back and watching it later because the drama in that fucking match was incredible. There was a lot of great moments on Night of Champions. Asuka beating Bianca, I think, was was a good choice. It was not the most expected moment. And I like this version of Asuka better than most. Um, really, the Seth Rollins-AJ Styles match was, while obvious, ov- ov- obvious is fucking pissed. Uh, it was good to see. And we can talk all day about... Or people can debate all day. I might not. But people could debate all day that there was a chance that AJ was going to win. No, there wasn't. Sorry. No. Not at all. And, and, and I love AJ Styles. Love me some motherfucking AJ Styles. Seth Rollins just got in a Marvel movie. He was just on like... TMZ images and on E! Entertainment News, not because he's Seth Rollins, the wrestler, but because, oh, hey, here's some photos of the fucking Marvel movie, the new Captain America movie, and some of the shots just happen to have Seth Rollins, who plays a member of the Serpent Society, which one, I don't know who. But knowing that, and knowing the fact that wrestling is really trying to be arm-in-arm with movies and entertainment nowadays, makes perfect sense. Seth was going to get the belt because Seth's the best representative for fucking WWE. Um, Watching him evolve and not even talking about Tyler Black. Tyler Black was incredible, but a whole different fucking thing. Tyler Black was more Brian Danielson or fucking Kenny Omega. Seth Rollins is his own fucking thing. Seth Rollins is like, if Shawn Michaels... And fucking uh, Jesse the Body Ventura didn't have a baby, but, like, were put in, like, a microwave and came out like the fly, where the two things just fused together. But he's handsome. You'd have Seth Rollins. So a lot of people hate the laugh and the... Ha, 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 ha. A lot of people don't like that. I fucking love it. I think you need... Those wild-voiced characters in professional wrestling. That's why, in my opinion, Juice Robinson is better than Jay White. Because Juice Robinson, you look at him, that dude's a fucking gimmick. That dude's a fucking character. Like, I want to watch Juice Robinson. And that's not taking anything away from Jay White. But I think why I like Juice Robinson is the same reason I don't really ever negatively look at the cackling over the top Seth Rollins character in a negative light like a lot of people do Uh, so I think it was the best fucking choice I think he's the best fucking option people love to sing that fucking song I don't care how over the top the fucking shit gets I love it so that was great and I'm not going to go match by match and go through everything. I just want to kind of point out what I really loved about the event. I'm not here to super complain about things on this sh- podcast. I'm here to talk about what is super fucking rad. And the tag match from Night of Champions was super fucking rad. The uh, world tag team title, the unified world tag team titles? Or is it just the, that's something I think I, I, if, if they if they made clarity on it, I don't know if I got it. Because I would still say, in my mind, there's two World Tag Team titles. The Usos were going for both of them? Not the Usos, I'm sorry. Uh, Roman and Solo were trying to take both of them away from Sammy and Kevin. So, there's a lot to break down and talk about with this match. Bloodline rivalry, Sami Zayn becoming the most over fucking baby face. I I love me some Cody. I just talked about how Seth is fucking cool, but Sammy's a fucking that's that's a baby face. That's a baby face. That's a dude who like you want to protect him at all costs and wrap him up in a safe little blanket because you just love him. You want to like pick him. You want to scoop him up. And fucking bottle feed him. He's fucking that's a baby face, my dude. Uh. So I think there's a lot of things to look at. The, the, the bloodline, Sammy, Sammy and Kevin, I think that's eventually a thing. Like Kevin turning on Sammy. Uh, and I think there's something to be said more so now about Paul Heyman. Not because, oh, Paul's the devil in the background turning everybody against each other. No, not even necessarily that. But I think the fact that Paul Heyman now that they've really done this mentality of he managed the Simone SWAT team and now he's managing Roman... What are managing? what's the fucking term. Um, it's not advocate. Special counsel to Roman Reigns, the tribal chief. Now that that's the case, it gives Paul a much bigger steak maybe not steak 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 might be the wrong term i feel like it gives paul like a way bigger like a history for lack of a, yeah it's a better history like yes he's involved in all of these things in the bloodline but there's also that background where he worked with their family he knows their family so it's it was just a multi-layered story and a multi-layered match and uh, I, the the ending, if you haven't seen it, I'm going to fucking spoil the shit out of everything. Jimmy Uso super kicking Roman Reigns after another abusive Roman Reigns spat was fucking poetic. The moment where Jimmy and Jay go to attack Sammy and Roman, blah, blah, a bunch of stuff happens. Eventually, they end up super kicking Solo on accident. Roman gets to the ring, starts berating the shit out of both of them. Shoves Jimmy, blah, 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 and then shoves Jay. At that moment, you really see Jimmy, just from nowhere, super kick the piss out of Roman. Jay was truly in that, like, abusive relationship mentality. He had that look on his face, like, well, I still have to help him. That's my tribal chief. And the line that Jimmy used, of I'm doing what you should have done a long time ago. And then, at first I thought he said, give it to him or something to that effect of like, like, give it, give it, like here it comes. Basically calling out, here comes another super kick. I thought that's what it was. But what was even better is the line was, I got you. And then he, he looks at his brother dead in the fucking eye, says, I got you, and then super kicks the tribal chief Roman Reigns. And this is after Jay was the one kinda running away, causing the problems, you know, looked like he was gonna be the one to to defect and turn on Roman first. So the idea that it was Jimmy who had finally seen enough of his brother getting abused and getting picked on by fucking Roman was genius. So now Monday night raw is tonight, which is not going to have the bloodline, but I can't wait for fucking SmackDown. I can't wait for Friday. I can't wait to see what's going to happen with Jimmy and Jay and Roman and solo and Paul, because the, 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 I agree with a lot of people that the hype dropped after WrestleMania when Cody didn't finish the story when Roman kept the titles a little bit of the hype dropped so I think for that to come back around full circle and for all of us to get to see okay the bloodline is still relevant was a very powerful move a lot of people looked at WWE like oh man you guys fucked up the bloodline no 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 I think at the end of this we're gonna realize they were do they knew what they were doing every step of the way. Did they know what they were going to do pay-per-view to pay-per-view? Maybe not. But I think they know the end game already. So Cody versus Brock. I'm not going to spend as much time talking about Cody and Brock. It It was great. Wonderful match. I think they work great together. I like the idea of Cody won't give up. Uh, I like the idea that Brock is just this, he's more of a force of nature. I don't feel that Brock attacks Cody and is, is beating the shit out of Cody because he wants to prove a point to Cody. It almost feels like he wants to prove a point about Cody that, that, Uh, that people don't accomplish their goals and and achieve their dreams when Brock Lesnar's around. That that he is the spoiler, not just for Cody, but just for joy. So that's what I like about it. it. It was... I think for the broken arm, you could have done a lot shorter of a match. Cody put up a hell of a fight and they did a great job. But I also think you could have had an amazing moment by Brock just smashing the shit out of Cody, like a 20 second, 2 minute max fucking ass pounding. Well, ass beating. We'll go with ass beating. Where Brock just fucking wrecks his arm again. Like it should it should have been he grabbed the arm, broke the titanium cast, bent the titanium cast or did something to where it was Oh, he's got the titanium cast. He's going to hit Brock with it. Nope. I think I think it would have been more powerful. But Great match. I'm not knocking what they did. That's just my opinion. Of I I would have thought it would have been better if it would have been similar to the Brock Lesnar, John Cena, Suplex City moment. So all, of, all over, Night of Champions, great event. Uh, I noticed the whole Saudi Arabia vibe has completely changed from the fact that I noticed on this event... Ah, man, I don't want to misspeak, but I feel like the last few Saudi Arabia events, it looked a lot more like royalty in the front or like really important people that were wearing the, the, the white garb that Sammy was wearing. Uh, and then, you know, like like those kind of uh, that kind of a robe. But it seemed that this event was just more more people in just everyday regular clothing, not necessarily like official clothing of any sort. Uh, that combined with, I, I think at one point I saw a video or photo where Seth, Becky, and their kid were just, like, walking around Saudi Arabia. Um, I think this is a good thing. Because, I mean, they're going to do the business. They're going to play the shows. They're going to do the shows. I'm all for. Let's make it the most positive experience possible. If something happens, yeah, let's let's deal with it. But. I, I'm personally over the shitting on it, shitting on WWE for putting on a show in Saudi Arabia. The deal's done. The deal's inked. And I was one of the people who said, they shouldn't do it, Khashoggi, Blood and Bunny, blah 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 blah. And that doesn't mean that any of that isn't valid. But they're going to do these shows. They're going to have this event. And honestly, if they're going to put this much effort into it and do this well put together of a, of a pay-per-view, right on. Well, people of the internet, we're definitely talking about these things in descending fucking order. Because the last thing I fucking saw was AEW Double or Nothing. This is from Las Vegas, Nevada. And I gotta I gotta pull up this, this card, because I want to go... This is the one that, honestly, I was really excited for. Before... I knew I was going to have fun at the NWF show. Uh, but before... This weekend, if you would have asked me, AEW's Double or Nothing, or WWE's Night of Champions, which am I going to enjoy more? I hands down would have told you, AEW Double or Nothing. I was super excited for this pay-per-view. I thought a lot of the matches were going to do something. But fucking goddamn was I wrong. What the fuck was this thing? This was in my opinion the worst pay-per-view AEW has ever done. And honestly, it might be the last one I pay 50 fucking dollars for. 50 fucking dollars for that. So, let's let's pull this up. Let's let's go through the card. And I'll go ahead, and I'm going to have to pull it from like Here it is. I've got to go to like Tony Khan's Twitter to look for this. Jesus fucking Christ. Let me look this up. AEW, AEW, double or nothing, 2023. Let's find the card. Here we go. All right. So, first off, before we even fucking talk about the individual, before I even go into these individual fucking matches, I... I want to love AEW. I want to love AEW. Some of my favorite wrestlers work at AEW. Some of the coolest wrestlers work at AEW. Some of the nicest people I've met in the wrestling industry work for that fucking company. But this shit is fucking awful. This shit is terrible. They want people to pay. You want to pay. People are paying money. WWE is on Peacock. I fucking pay for the cert. I don't even think I pay for Peacock. I think Peacock comes free with my fucking cell phone comes like with my cell phone company. It's like I think it's like comes with something, and even if it doesn't, it's like what seven dollars a month. It's fucking ridiculous that AEW is charging fifty dollars for this bullshit. So I followed the Bucks and Cody Page, the Elite. Back when they were they were all in the Bullet Club in fucking Japan and started coming over into Ring of Honor. My wife and I, she was my girlfriend at the time, fiance, girlfriend at the time, we started going to all of the shows anytime they would come to Columbus. We consistently would go see Ring of Honor. So I fucking watched all this shit happen. We watched The Bucks and Omega and Cody, Hangman, Marty Scurll and also Christopher Daniels, Scorpio Sky, Kazarian all kind of really take over Ring of Honor. Turn it into their own thing. They started getting speed. We went to the original All In. We went to Chicago. It was an amazing fucking time. I'll never forget that wrestling show. We watched history. I'll, I'll never forget how mad how how mad the place sounded. At certain points And how happy everyone sounded At certain points One of the greatest Coolest live events I've ever been to But Fast forward They started AEW We're in year four I think When are they gonna Fucking learn That This shit Is Gotta fucking be An up and a down Based on what The audience Is reacting to So I feel like AEW just, they're going to do what they want to do, which is, of course, a company, but regardless of how people are reacting positively or negatively, I feel like they could get something booed at a thousand times and still think it's a good idea to put it on TV. So let's go ahead. Let's go through these. Hold on. So let's start off. uh, The buy-in. So the first match, Hook, Jeff Hardy, and Matt Hardy versus Ethan Page and the Guns. So, Jeff got hurt. I love Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy needs to fucking leave wrestling. I'd rather not see Jeff Hardy matches or see Jeff Hardy wrestle ever again than end up watching, like, whatever's going to happen. And I hate to say that. But, like, either him getting really fucking hurt or... The other thing that we all know that Jeff Hardy sometimes is want to do. I don't want that. I don't want to watch that on TV. And last night was a fucking example of that. You have other people. Jeff can be somebody's mentor. Why is he not with Darby Allin? You want somebody to show, like, all these young flippy dudes, like, how to be or not be young flippy dudes that get fucking destroyed and fucking go to the hospital all the time? Have him work with Jeff Hardy. Why is he not running shit? I don't need. They've already missed the boat on a Hardy Boys reunion. Uh, Ethan Page is fucking drowning. I want him to do something better. I thought he was great in other companies, did great things on the Independence, decent things at Impact. You know, Karate Man was funny, but also I think he could have done cooler things at Impact. Um, but I just think they're wasting him. They're fucking wasting Ethan Page. This might be the best spot for the guns. This might be the best place for the guns. Uh, they're getting attention. They're getting built. They're getting better every time. So if anybody is walking away from this with a positive, it's it's the guns. Hook. Whatever. He's got a cool entrance theme. If if you if you were doing stuff that made him matter, I'd give a shit. I really would. Uh, but the trios match, the Hardy's and Hook versus the guns and Ethan Page. Fucking trash. The AEW International Championship Blackjack Battle Royal. I'm not even gonna go through all of the people on this fucking match on this in this in this graphic. Uh Orange Cassidy put the international championship blackjack or international championship up for grabs in a blackjack battle royal. A lot of people started outside the ring. Like, Swerve didn't even get in until, like, halfway through. If you're going to have a battle royal, make it mean something. They had the ladder match. Was it it all-in? Or... Revolution? It might have been... the. It might have been Revolution. One of the paper. The one where MJF came out in the mask with The Firm and... Got the chip, was the poker chip for the world title? Uh, I think that was the last time they did a a, a, a multi man match or a, a battle royal or like a, you know, uh, who out of all of these 10, 8, 20 people is going to win the thing? Like, out of all of those kind of matches, I think that was the last time they did it right. Uh, I'm, I'm sure Orange Cassidy is a nice fucking dude. I'm I'm sure he's a fucking nice guy. He he obviously is probably a good businessman, a good performer, a nice a nice coworker. Like he's he's probably a great person. I fucking hate this shit though. I'm not I can't get behind Orange Cassidy. I'm sorry. And I am the I am the positive guy on wrestling. I'm the dude who likes everything. I'm the dude who doesn't fucking give a shit. I listen to Jim Cornette, but don't fucking follow everything that guy fucking says. I usually fucking like most things. I don't usually fucking hate on things in wrestling very often, but this is fucking one of them. I watched him try to do the fucking the promo thing at the fucking scrum. Like there's a, there's something there. There's a, there's a guy that can do something, but this orange Cassidy thing is fucking, I, the joke is over. I get it. He doesn't give a shit about being a wrestler. It's a whatever, wherever, I don't know character. Great. Do something. Make me give a shit. Fucking Battle Royal. So, let's see. After that, I'm going to get the order wrong. Oh, Jericho versus Adam Cole. For some reason, it was Sabu. When Sabu came out, I didn't understand it. When Sabu came out or when Sabu came out on Dynamite and they were like, Oh, we're adding him to the match, didn't make sense. When Sabu was in the match during the pay-per-view, didn't make sense. Why Sabu? And 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 then we went to Wardlow versus Christian Cage for what was this the AEW the TNT Championship? Ladder match, Christian Cage versus uh, Wardlow with Luchasaurus. One of the better matches on the show. And I I can't say too much negative about this because it wasn't, it wasn't a car crash. It wasn't jumping off the ladder, flying off the ladder, flippy dippy, bop pop pop. It wasn't a bunch of bullshit. It was a more cerebral. Hit him with the ladder. Throw it. Wardlow slammed him on the ladder. Christian hit him in the chest like it was more the ladder was a weapon instead of a platform and that's not to say that flipping off ladders and jumping off ladders isn't cool but this was a good use of a ladder match this is the match I can actually say really good things about uh and that's about as much really good things as I'm gonna say and and that takes us to let's see I think after that because I'm just looking at a card so I might be out of order here uh, I think after that was the AEW World Tag Team Championship, uh, FTR versus Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett, Mark Briscoe. Uh, congratulations. You've made me not fucking care about Mark Briscoe. I, I watched this match. I, I, can't, I don't even remember what fucking happened. Like, I... And I, 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 also, this is also at the point where... F- Fuck Bleacher Report Live. Fuck your app. Fuck your bullshit. This is the reason... This is the match. And this is why. Because this is the match where the audio, because of Bleacher Report on Roku or Roku, still haven't figured it out. But the audio was off. So we ended up having to switch to, like, plugging a laptop into our TV instead of using the app on the Roku. It was a whole big thing. But even then... Br live that feed is shit, and this is the match where I was fucking around with it a lot. So I didn't get to see a lot of like the actual wrestling in this, but I just don't care. Like Mark Briscoe shouldn't be mediating between FTR and leftover TNA, and I like Jeff Jarrett, I really do. I like Jay Lethal, and FTR is great. I'm sure Sanjay is a good writer, good producer, and then the tall guy is a big tall guy. You could do something with that. But the storyline and this combination and this weird, like, Mark Prisco doesn't know who he's not saying who he's with, but he's sick of this shit. He's mad at everybody, slapping everybody. Like, then he, why is he showing up? If he's really, like, tired of it, he would just be like, well, I'm just not gonna fucking come to this thing. Not gonna, nah, fuck y'all. Like, he didn't really have any skin in the game other than everyone was trying to prove, like, we're your friend. No, we're your friend. No, we're actually your friend, Mark. Mark Briscoe should have a singles title right now. He should be having amazing matches, and he should be the working man's baby face. He should be the hero of every beer-drinking dad dude in that crowd. The dudes that don't look like Kenny Omega, or, okay, it's not looking Carlos and Kenny Omega, uh, and that's not a knock on Kenny Omega. Um, Mark Briscoe is like there's 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 older there's older dudes and, and men, men and women in that crowd. I don't think it's the younger ones so much, but I think that that don't there's an older crowd that probably doesn't identify as much as I could be Kenny Omega, or even I could be CM Punk, but there's a lot of people out there who probably say to themselves, I could be Mark Briscoe. I could be a fucking party-ass, wild fucking mountain woodsman from fucking chicken farms and shit. There's a lot of people, I think, that identify with Mark Briscoe. So that's one of the most infuriating things about this. And that's I think that's why... I don't fucking care about that storyline with FTR and Mark Briscoe and Jay Lethal and fucking Jeff Jarrett. You should have Jeff Jarrett versus Mar- Mark Briscoe. That's what you should be doing then. Or Jay Lethal versus Mark Briscoe. And maybe FTR saves him when, if, if he's wrestling Jeff, maybe Jay and the, the Giant come in and FTR has to run them off. Or even you flip it around. Maybe FTR turns heel and, and they want to like take Briscoe out after, you know. Maybe you do it that way, and then Jeff and Jay have to save him. And then you make—I don't fucking know—but like this whole, I'm with them, and I'm, I don't know who to be with. It's fucking stupid. But I want to say, I want to finish up. I want to make sure the point that comes across from that rant is Mark Briscoe should have a fucking singles title and not be fucking on one of your biggest pay per views of the year. As a special guest referee, that is fucking dumb. So we have the AEW Trios Championship. We had the House of Black issuing the Open House Rules Challenge. Uh, the opponents get to pick the thing, they, or the opponent or open challenge. Opponents pick the stipulation of whether or not it's no DQ. I think uh, they change the lights. It's fine. It's an okay concept. The Acclaimed and Daddy Ass came out. I think... The Acclaimed is in the same bucket for me as Mark Briscoe. They should be doing bigger things. And they didn't win this match. I really expected them to win this. Like, If you're going to have them come out at a pay-per-view, I feel like it's a good idea... To put them and Daddy Ass with the belts. Billy Gunn. Uh, cause then you've got cool talking baby faces with the belts. Uh, maybe there's a heel turn coming. But I think, once again, this was a better match. This is one of the better matches. I'll, I'll put this in the same realm as uh, Christian Cage and Wardlow. Good match fun to watch uh, but at the end of the day I just don't care like I'm not invested enough and you haven't they haven't gotten me invested uh, Jamie Hader versus Tony Storm they took the belt off of Hader put it on Tony Storm uh, I think there's still a lot of I I thought this was a good match it was a beat down by Tony on Jamie And this is the same thing as, like, the punk, the CM Punk elite thing, where I think the backstage drama is overshadowing the wrestling stuff. Uh, If you watch that show, the the backstage show, they talked about a little bit of animosity, about Tony Storm being the interim champion. Uh, So... This, combined with Tony Storm's uh, press scrum, media scrum, interview afterward, really makes me think that that's what they're playing on. Whether or not the animosity of Tony Storm previously being referred to as interim champion instead of the world champion, whether that animosity is still real or not, I think that's the angle they're playing. And if you're going to do that, then why don't you just have CM Punk come back and face the Young Bucks? So we have the four-way match for the AEW World Title. Uh, Jungle Boy, MJF, Darby Allin, and Sammy Guevara. This match was fine. There's not a whole heck of a lot I have to say about this match. Um, I think MJF's cool. I think this was... Just another opportunity to showcase the well-roundedness of MJF as a pro wrestler. Uh, He's got the mic thing down. He's ripped and in better shape and jacked. And now you've combined that with he's the world champion who puts on great matches and always wins in, in... conversational ways conversational s- subject ways when he wins a match like he won with a headlock takeover for the second time over darby allen so he's able to go into the press scrub or ha- any other dynamite or anywhere else be like i beat it twice he turned on cody he had a dog collar match with cody and one that's so like all his big victories or something he wrestled cm punk uh he wrestled brian danielson He's always got these bragging rights built into his matches that he can walk away from. And, and this was no different. This was another notch in MJF's belt. Uh, they just need to continue that. I, I, I In my opinion, you, you just keep riding this train. Keep the belt on MJF. Uh, I think the contract talk will eventually run its course, so I'd probably start figuring out something else to do for that. But... I think this was a great use of MJF. Uh, Sammy Guevara announcing that he's having a baby right before it. Great. Great for you, Sammy. Congratulations to them. Uh, Gave a nice element to, Oh, you know, there's like a small percentage chance they might switch the belt because that's cool storytelling, but they didn't, they kept it at MJF, which the, which was the right decision. So that was, that was, that was a good match, but, a very beneficial to, I think one person out of four people. Uh, Lastly, and I'm going to fucking say leastly, Anarchy in the Arena. First off, so Anarchy in the Arena, the Young Bucks versus the Blackpool Combat Club. I'm sorry, not just the Young, the Elite versus the Blackpool Combat Club. the Blackpool Combat Club. What a fucking tongue twister name. The Blackpool Combat Club. So on one side, we've got Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, and Hangman Adam Page. On the other side, we've got John Moxley, Claudio Castagnoli, Brian Danielson, and Wheeler Utah. I just like to say his name, Wheeler Utah. I'll tell you, though. This match was a hunk of fucking shit and I fucking wish to god so that fucking band that played in the beginning of this fucking match if you haven't seen the if you didn't see this match imagine a, a band starts playing wild thing and it, you pivot the camera over and in the middle of the wrestling stage in the middle of the entranceway, it looks like a rock band fronted by a dude in blackface paint. Black in A dude in blackface. Painted his face like blackface. And it wasn't. It's the band Vital Idols. And the band Vital Idols, I had to go look it up. Was this his look or was it not? So it turns out his face wasn't painted black. It looked like blackface when the camera first turns to this guy. But apparently this dude wears a black mask and paints the bottom part of his face black to match the mask. But you gotta go fucking look online and look this shit up to fucking know that. I don't fucking know that. So this fucking band starts playing Wild Thing for like 20 minutes. They they played it all the way through and then restarted it. And then played it again and went to re-fucking-start the goddamn song. This was one of the worst decisions, one of the stupidest fucking things I've ever seen in a wrestling match. I think some of the people in this match are fucking amazing. Hangman Adam Page is one of my favorite fucking people in the wrestling industry. He's one of the fucking nicest dudes I ever met. Fucking love seeing him get success. The Young Bucks are great. Kenny Omega's great. I'd love John Moxley. I think Brian Danielson's cool. I like Wither Yuta. I like Claudia. I, I I have no I don't have anything against anybody in this match. But this was fucking stupid. The fucking fact that there is a band playing the fucking same song 3 times. That does not come across the way you thought it did. That is fucking stupid. And the fact that nobody looked at this dumbass in this band and goes, "Hey man, that looks like blackface on pay-per-view." is ridiculous. Oh, but that's how the band looks. Who knows that? Have they ever shown Vital Idols on television? Have Vital Vital. Vital? violence? Who fucking cares? That band. I know they do John Moxie's old thing theme song before Wild Thing. And I'm sure they're a nice guy, nice group of guys. I'm sure they work fucking hard. But this isn't a rock show. This was a wrestling event on pay-per-view. Nobody knows your band. Nobody knows that that's what you do. It looks like a dude in blackface on stage. You shouldn't have done that bullshit. It looked awful. It was fucking abysmal. Fucking terrible. So that, I think, really soured the taste of the whole match in my mouth. And this thing was just too fucking much. I... I think as I get older I get less and less enamored with blood and gore and like the screwdriver hits like they don't register, like I I I have to know you, you gotta be like, Oh look, I got a screwdriver. Oh look, I hit him with like it just <sighs> These guys are on T B S and T N T like it made. I bought it like, oh, they used it one time, but it's like a gimmick now. Where every time, so these guys just walk around with screwdrivers, and at one point there was barbed wire and broken glass and thumbtacks. Or Matt Jackson had a shoe, a fucking shoe with like an explosive device on it. it looked cool as shit. I admit that part looked cool, the exploding super kick, but this was. I I, th- I think I'm getting too old for that kind of a match to really grab me. I like the people in the match. I thought it was a good. I don't actually. I don't think it was a good anything. I like all those guys in that match, and I'm glad they all got paid. That's about all I can fucking say about that, y'all. And and once again, this is the last thing I'm gonna say about this. I, I I'm I'm normally I'm the guy who likes everything. I'm the guy who can't hate wrestling. But this was this wasn't it. This match wasn't it. This pay-per-view was something else. I really think AEW's got to start thinking before they start trying to charge us 50 bucks for that every single time. With this week's cocktail, I wanted to do something to celebrate all the wrestling I watched this weekend and some of it I didn't enjoy and to celebrate Memorial Day. So I thought... What's more American than beer? And what says celebration more than a mimosa? So we're going to call this to celebrate double or nothing in wrestling this weekend in general, Mosa Jacob Friedman. Be- oh no. I just realized that Beermosa Jacob Friedman, BJF. Fuck. Well. Can't take it back now. So let's go ahead and try this out. We've got a beer Mosa as the, the base idea of the drink. Uh, I'm not going to use juice, which a uh, beer Mosa play on a mimosa uh, beer and orange juice, kind of like a brass monkey. We're not going to do that. We're, we're going to completely leave actual juice out and we're going to use all booze and beer. So starting off, I wanted to make this a little bit uh, patriotic. I said, I, Like I said, we're celebrating Memorial Day. So we have Smirnoff's Red, White, and Berry. Smirnoff's Red, White, and Berry Vodka. This is my wife's favorite spirit. Uh, she likes any of the products that use the Smirnoff Red, White, and Berry. So shout out Smirnoff. Uh, send me some Red, White, and Berry shit. Uh, It's fucking incredible. No, but Smirnoff Red, White, and Berry. It's cherry, citrus, and sweet blue raspberry. It's supposed to mimic a bottle pop. Not bottle pop. Rocket pop. So we're going to do an ounce of vodka to start off. We're going to put a lot of booze in here, so we're just going to do an ounce of vodka to get started. So we got the ounce of vodka. Next thing I wanted to do uh, to give it that mimosa feel because this Smirnoff is pretty fruity, cherry citrus and sweet blue raspberry. But I want to add a little bit of orange flavor. So I've got grand gala. It is an imported rare triple orange liqueur made with Italian VSOP brandy. Uh, you could use Cointreau if you want to use Cointreau, uh, I'm using Grand Gala because that's, I think, what I found in the uh, airplane bottles for a good price. So we've got Grand Gala liqueur. Uh, essentially, it's an orange liqueur. Like I said, you can use Cointreau if you want. Let's just do three, three quarters? Yeah, three quarters of an ounce. No, quarter. I'm sorry. We'll do a quarter of an ounce. So half of a half ounce. So we've got... An ounce of Smirnoff, an ounce, I'm sorry, an ounce of Smirnoff red, white, and berry, a half ounce, no, it's a quarter ounce of Grand Gala orange liqueur, and I wanted to do a syrup, but instead of a syrup, we're gonna do a cordial. So for this cordial, this is from Cultivated Cocktails out of Asheville, North Carolina. Uh, Cultivated cocktails. My wife and I went to this place on our honeymoon. It's one of those gimmicks where you could order the drinks and then buy all the stuff to make the drink. So not just like a bar, sit down and get a drink element. They had that. But also, their goal was to sell you the stuff to make it home. So we got a few things there. She fell in love with a... Drink that tastes like uh, Cherry Garcia ice cream It's like a chocolate cherry Cordial deal So we've got A half ounce Of that ginger cordial in there So we've got Cherry, citrus, raspberry And ginger flavors All in this drink so far And right now We've got all booze We've got Smirnoff, Red, White, and Berry Which is Let's see uh, 30% by volume, so 60 proof. Uh, the Grand Gala, 80 proof. Hold on, 40% Grand Gala orange liqueur has more alcohol in it than Smirnoff red, white, and berry vodka. Interesting. And this Cultivated Cocktails Ginger Cordial, 63 proof. So we're, we're hovering. We watered down that Grand Gala. We didn't use a lot of that. I'd say we're, we're in the 60s. We're, we're in the 60 proof, probably, on how alcoholic this drink is, you know. I need wager to say that. So we've got a bunch of booze in here. I wanted to put peach bitters, but hold on. I've got the bottle. I mean, I could see that working. So we've got Smirnoff red, white, and berry vodka. Grand Gala orange liqueur. That's subbing in for our orange juice. Now let's go ahead and add in the peach bitters on top of the ginger cordial. One, two. We're just doing two drops of Fee Brothers peach bitters. All right. So... We got vodka, cordial, orange liqueur, and bitters. Give it a little swish around the glass. That is, that needs not alcohol, but we're going to, we're going to go as close as we can. We're going to add beer. We're going to add regular domestic beer. So I love this beer. This is out of Alexandria Brewing Company. Um, That's the place I talked about earlier in this episode I went to on Saturday But this is uh, their canned regular domestic beer It's just called regular domestic beer I'm going to put a picture Of the can On Instagram when I post a drink So you'll be able to see the can there But go to AlexandriaBrewingCompany.com I'm going to go ahead and go about Three quarters of the way up You know what Mm. I just had to get a swig of that beer I think we're going to end up adding the whole can of beer. So we put a 12-ounce can of beer in there. And now we've got what we're going to call the Beermosa Jacob Friedman. Uh, This is more... Is this really a mimosa? It's almost halfway between a mimosa and a Boilermaker. I'd argue that it's either... But we're going to call it a Beer Mosa. So this is the Beer Mosa Jacob Friedman. This is Smirnoff Vodka, Ginger Cordial, Peach Bitters, Grand Gala Orange Liqueur. All topped off with regular domestic beer from Alexandria Brewing Company. Alright, so... Let's go ahead. Let's see what we did, y'all. I'm not a Vodka fan, normally. That's not bad. That is... Woo! That is strong. People of the internet, if you're trying to party and you're trying to party fucking pretty goddamn quickly, put a shot of vodka in your beer with a couple other liquors, and you're going to get wherever you're going really fucking quick. Holy shit. So, this is definitely not for the weak of heart. But man, that's good. So, that's Mimosa Jacob... No, ooh, I almost messed it up. That's Beer Mosa Jacob Friedman. The, uh newest drink this week here on getting worked with Mike, the getting worked podcast. Fuck. I'm going to sit here and drink this. Uh, It's Monday. Probably catch Monday night raw. See what unfolds out of our new world heavyweight champion, uh, Seth freaking Rollins. Make sure you guys like subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Follow on Twitter at getting worked. Follow me on Instagram at that dude named Mike. You'll see pictures there. Uh, once again, we've made Beer Jacob Friedman Smirnoff Red, White, and Blue Vodka Cultivated Cocktails Ginger Cordial Grand Gala Orange Liqueur And Peach Bitters All topped off with Alexandria Brewing Company's Regular Domestic Beer A Premium American Lager People on the internet, I'm Mike I'm going to chug this big glass of booze And then go watch some pro wrestling Thank you for joining me, marking out I'll see you guys.
0: We got drunk. We marked out. We'll see you next week. This is Platinum Max. Signing off. Getting worked. There's no G in get, Except for the first G, of course. Driving in your car, getting worked. Slacking at your job, getting worked. VMP getting worked In the VIP getting work out getting worked getting work get getting work getting worked getting work get getting work getting worked getting work get getting work getting work getting work get getting work